Everybody has a podcast podcast.
everyone. Back on a beautiful Monday night. <laughs> That's right. It's 934, everyone. And I uh, hope y'all had a good weekend. My weekend wasn't bad. Wiss and I had a lovely speaking engagement at the West Dolomite Quarterback Club. Jay Wiggy was going to try to make it, but he's going to be on the next one, I think. That's in about two weeks. Uh, same place. So, hope, like I said, I hope all you guys had a great weekend. Man, it's uh, kind of mild out tonight, but I think it's going to be getting colder later on. Jay Wiggy, take out the trash! Wes Creaver, my favorite sidearm quarterback. Always good to hear from him at the quarterback club. Yeah, I'll catch you guys on the next time. Uh, Grant Mills, always a pleasure. It does feel pretty good out. I don't, I don't know how long that's going to last. But um, getting getting that taste of spring outside, getting a little baseball and sports in the air, some uh, USFL coming up, got some sneak peaks of some NCAA 25. Lots of news on that this week, this past week. So that was uh, pretty good. I know we'll get into that and more. But before we do, uh, had a busy weekend, Grant Mills, or other other than the speaking engagement, how'd everything else go? I didn't do too much besides that. Um, I just chilled around and hung out. What about yourself? You know what? After Friday, uh, after work Friday, I started working in the upstairs bathroom because it was this horrendous seafoam green since we inherited it with vinyl, sheet vinyl flooring that just peeling up and an old toilet in there. And man, I, I worked my ass off because if you ever crash or LD or Wiz Creever, you know, the guest room is right across from that bathroom. I want you to have a nice bathroom you can be proud of. Well, as well as the people that live in the house. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I you know, I, I put new flooring in it, a new toilet in it, painted the walls, new trim. The core looks nice, updated, and modern now, so you can shit in peace and comfort. So you put in a new toilet. How was that? It's actually not bad. Have you ever installed a toilet? No. Nah, it's not that bad. Probably, uh, it's pretty easy. You just have to uh, make sure you have the wax ring on the bottom set and put it down evenly and good to go. Just two bolts and plug the water line in and call it and start shitting in it. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, the old one was had a problem clogging. And my daughter had clogged it a couple of times and wife and everybody. And really, it took nothing to clog it. I mean, I threw a piece of toilet. It's just old, small, dated, needed to be changed. So we changed it. Nice. Did you get one of those fancy toilets? You know what? Not the fanciest there is, but definitely better because on the outside it said it can flush seven billiard balls. And if it can flush seven billiard balls, that should handle anybody's shit that I know. Maybe not LDs, but... Uh, Does it shoot water in your ass? I wish it did. Have you used a bidet before? I haven't, but I heard it's a pretty religious experience. It, that it is, my friend. I've used one uh, in Japan, and those were... They were something else. They're like stock over there. Like You really don't see... Toilet. Well, it's so weird because there's such a whole... Wait, in, in a house, a residential setting, I think you see them almost universally. Now, if you go to like a park, 
or something, you know, a public restroom, sometimes there's just a hole in the ground you shit and pee in. Nice. Yeah. It's a weird, uh, you know, less diversity. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, I see somebody on a line. Hold on. I use my left hand and a bucket of water, yeah. Hmm. I'm originally from India. That is what? That's I'm on y'all now, they haven't seen you. Uh, what's it? Uh, <laughs> what's up, Wes? How was your weekend? I'm on quarterback, too. It was pretty cute, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I had a good weekend, man, Bobby and shit, and uh, I think uh, I think she's the one, yeah. Oh, here we go again. I can't get it all. <laughs> Why do you gotta keep talking about baby all the time? I'm, I can't help you. That's why you're the baby against the word. No, nobody believes that. Weird, uh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, give me a sip of water on that note, man. So. Pretty eventful weekend there for everyone. <sighs> it's getting there. I, I think that the the sun's coming back out. We're having some nice days sprinkled here. I think the, the worst of winter is over. Now if we can dodge some spring storms and get to vacation and hangout season, we're good. We're back in business, baby. I love it. Hmm. Love it too, man. <clears throat> I also had sex with a girl this weekend. Oh, tell us all about it. Oh, yeah. She had wooden tits and uh, breastfed beavers. I think you did that one. I think I heard that one already. I think you've seen that girl already. You might be right, but that's pretty funny. Wooden tits. Come on. Breastfed beavers. That's good. I can only mentally image that, and I love it. Pretty sure I I did run into her earlier, too. Oh, well. <laughs> That's all right. <clears throat> so, Eli Gold. Man. He's you know, gone. I heard some different differing stories about that. What was your take on that? And what did you hear? I uh, heard he wanted to be till the end of the season, but then uh, I heard there was something. Like the university said some kind of line got crossed and they can't go back. And so... I wonder if old Eli cussed him out or something. I could see that happening. I've heard some things. And, and see, I, I hate saying this because I don't want people to take anything as gospel. I've heard some things about him behind the scenes that were not the most professional. Um, yeah, not the, you going to like, get hookers and stuff? I don't think it's that bad. I just heard, you know, he's he's a little, uh, you know, some somebody that I know. This is one of those friend of a friend things, so you can't believe it the hell out of it. But I, I've just heard he's he's a lot to do with. Maybe pompous is a good word. Um, you know, and, and I could see that also. But from what I read on this report was, it's Chris Stewart is the other play-by-play, the main guy, right, um, that they want to go with. You know, I heard that he wanted the opportunity, and if he didn't have it, then he was – going to walk or take his talents elsewhere and Eli was only wanting to do home games and the Auburn game so man he's, he's such an iconic voice I mean I I hate it I, I don't like that at all at the same time business is business and 
Um, I, you know, I don't know what transpired. It's nothing on the university. It's who is it? We're broadcasting or whatever. I'm sure the university could step in and say something, but I think there's bigger fish to fry than who's calling the games. So I don't know. I really don't. Uh, well, I never really, I'm, I'm not one of those, like, got to switch it on Eli or whatever, wherever the fuck he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like you. Some of his calls were really iconic. I mean, what, I, I like them, but at the same time, I, I I don't think that, you know, there, there's anything that would, it's not going to make me not be an Alabama fan because Eli Colds, not, you know, on the radio. I mean, if I tune in and it's Chris Stewart, I'm not going to think twice, like, oh, shit, Eli's not on. I'm going to turn this shit off. So, yeah, I mean, uh, best of luck with the Nashville Arena football team, Eli. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's doing now, right? Yeah, that's whack. Ah, well, I heard his daughter was a hoe back in the day. Really? Now, how, we, wait, we can't just... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get our ass off the air. <laughs> yeah, really, I don't know if it's true or not. My friend, uh, not my friend. It was this dude in uh, class I went to. He said she was a big hoe and she had huge tits. But I don't know. That's probably a lie. This guy was, you know, he lied about shit. So that's just oh, what I heard. You know, that was a long time ago too. I don't know. He said he. I, don't, I think he got with her, or ran a train on her. I don't. I can't remember <laughs> something. <laughs> something like that. But like I said, this is just you know. I'm not saying he did nor didn't. I'm just saying what he told me. You know. So weird, whack and wild stuff. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday night, guys. I wonder, uh, you know, while we're throwing anecdotes out there, if <laughs> Wes Creever has any anecdotes from. I'm missing me up there, masses. Luke, there it is, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, <clears throat> like I said, that's the, that's, that's the, I don't know if that's true or not. I really don't, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's true. But speaking of college football, did you see some of the pretty big updates we had the past week on uh, college football twenty five? Oh, I want to say I heard something, but I can't remember. I think the biggest thing is just players got paid. Yeah, I mean six hundred dollars plus the game. Right, and I think confirming what we already know, this is going to include all 134 FBS teams, all the bowl games, new playoff format. My understanding is uh, they're going to uh, – you're going to have options with the playoff uh, at the end of the season too, which would be cool. If you want to set an 18, that'd be great. If you want to do 12, whatever. wonder how far they'll go with that. But, yeah, you can't customize – if a player opts out, you can't customize them into the game. So – uh, I don't know if Caleb Downs or someone opted out. Assuming he did, that would suck if your name was Caleb Downs. <laughs> you try to put your name in the in the game and create yourself. But uh, that, what else was there? NIL will be a part of it. So will the transfer portal. Coaches will be generic. They will not have named coaches or any familiar faces in that category. I didn't see if they said anything about a co-op. I think that would be fun as shit, though. 
Uh, I imagine it'll be there. Most of the games are running that now. Um, and while it will have some of the Madden engine, from what they say, it's still going to – they they were very, very, very EA wanted to make it clear this is a completely different game, different feel, different look, and it's not Madden and not going to feel like Madden. So it's EA, though. We'll have to take their word on that, which could be full of shit. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm thrilled about it. Hopefully we will um, – you know, we'll, we'll get a release date sooner than later because as soon as we get a release date, I am going to go get my new PS5 or Xbox Series X, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Got to make a decision on that, too. I still haven't decided. Oh, yeah. I thought you were an Xbox guy. I am an Xbox guy. I know so many people on the PlayStation um, that want to do some crossplay, but I like Xbox. Um, I don't know. But see, here's the thing. I started ages ago because I've bought, if I'm correct, I've actually had every NCAA. I know I've played them all, but I haven't had them all. But even back from the Bill Walsh college football days, um, got down on them. So I started on PlayStation once those dropped. And then sometime in the mid-2000s, around 2009, 2009? Yeah, I went to Xbox because I bought a bunch of them at a police seizure auction. Bought four Xboxes, Grand Mills. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I sold three on eBay and uh, paid enough for me to keep one. So I kept one. That's when I became an Xbox guy. And then the last, you know, six, seven years, whatever it was, you know, did Xbox. So I don't know. Do I go back and make it full circle with PlayStation or do I continue the trend of Xbox? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'd just stay with the Xbox, probably. You know, I think I've gotten used to the controller. It is a good good call, though, because you know some of, some of the games are exclusive on one system you know, or the other. We've talked about that before. So that, that honestly is probably my biggest look, because I don't want to spend $500 plus on a system and accessories and fucking controllers and i just play football all the time i want to look and try to expand and get at least a couple other games that i can enjoy so that'll be the biggest uh i guess deciding factor so we will see i'll take all your suggestions if you guys want to send them to us messages in the chat line or shoot grant mills a email and uh you know pick your side of the battle yes yes Yes. Side of the battle. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh, oh. Let's go ahead and. So what should we do? The news or take a call? Take a call. Fuck. The news. Take a call. All right. Take a call. Looks like we got Harriet out there. In, uh, Ooh, Harriet. Harriet. Hey, What's going? How's it going? I'm doing all right. Kind of worried about Bama. I mean, they uh, Nick Saban and left. He got gone. He got me fired. He don't know, know what's going to happen this season, boss. I'm worried. What y'all think? What y'all think this is going to go? What we going to do? I mean, I'm going to let y'all have a great show down the road. No, man, uh, man, what if Bama went 6-6 six and six next season? 
shit, they could have done that two seasons ago. I, I, I don't think people recognize that this season was dangerous. The one before with Will Anderson and Bryce Young, I think was even closer than this one to, to losing multiple games. If not, I mean, because this season you expected it. You did not have the talent. The season prior to that, you had Bryce Young. You had Will Anderson Jr. You you had some studs on that team, and they were close to losing five, six games. Um, I, if it happens, it happens. I think the old heads, like you and I, have been there before, and it's not going to bother us as bad. Will it suck? Sure. Um, but I, I don't... Before throw the baby out with the bathwater and dismiss Bama as a, you know, as, I, I, they still have many, 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 the majority of the players from last year. They still got Milrow. He can only get better. I cross my fingers and kind of grip my teeth when I say that because he's made some bonehead plays, but he is better than he was the year before. Um, and he, he was better than he was in the, in the beginning of the season. He, he, he improved hugely. Um, they've got great coach, great staff. Um, I, I think they'll be a competitor. Will they be undefeated in a national champion? I hope so. Do I see that? Not realistically. Do I see them continuing 10 wins a year? I think I don't think that's that far off. I think 10 wins is, is very possible. I really do. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go straight off into the shitter. I mean, <clears throat> what I heard, he's doing some good recruiting and kept some folks. You're not going to keep everybody. Even Nick lost people, so... <clears throat> I mean, and you got to look at their schedule that they've got. I mean, their their, their schedule. I'm going to pull it up real quick. We'll give it a quick rundown and a glance. But I mean, I don't think it's the uh, the toughest, but I think it's challenging. But it, it's it's doable. You've got Western Kentucky. That's a win. You got USF. I, regardless what happened last year, that's a win. So two wins to start off. That gets Bama hot. Uh, you have Wisconsin at Wisconsin. That'll be the first tough game, but that should be a win. September 28th, man, this is going to be a guy's night. Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, mm. re- regular season at Bama. That's going to be a, a good game. But I'm not going to say that's a win. You know, ticking off the boxes, you have Vanderbilt, a win. South Carolina, probably a win. At Tennessee, I'm not going to say that yet. Missouri's actually pretty tough. And then LSU, followed by Mercer, Oklahoma, and Auburn. Mercer's a win, so six. Oklahoma was pretty shit last year. I'm going to say that's a win. And Auburn is at home, so mm, close. You've got at least seven wins in that bucket, unless Alabama just comes out and does, does really terrible. Then the competitive games, Missouri, LSU, Auburn, South Carolina, and Georgia. Um, I mean, I, I think Alabama wins some of those. So, yeah, I, I think 10 wins is a, is a possibility. I think eight's not bad. I think anything below that, kind of like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. But good thing we'll is though, it's two two easy easy teams to start, I, and I hate saying that because Western Kentucky's had some solid seasons, and I don't want to dismiss them. But Western Kentucky, USF, you kind of get a chance to get your team together. Then you go to Wisconsin, get a road game in before the big game at home. So three games, kind of up in the tier a little bit um, to get your team going. So I think Bama's gonna be fine, Harriet. Don't you worry. That's right. Calm down, Harriet. Get you a, hot, a, a shot of Hennessy and uh, chill back. Let's uh, go ahead and see what's going on in the news. 
Oh, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, I don't know if you, you, you guys have seen this. Uh, it's kind of gross. Doctors remove 150 live bugs from a Florida man's nose. Oh, this, uh, this one is by David Moy. Dozens and dozens of larvae were reportedly feeding on the man's nose and sinus cavity. Some as big as the end of a, pi a pinky. So it looks like you can see this on YouTube. It is pretty graphic, so I don't know if you want to look at that. But a Florida man is now breathing easier after 150 live bugs have been removed from his nose. The unidentified patient went to a hospital earlier this month after noticing that his whole face felt like it was on fire. Uh, although the man first started experiencing symptoms in October, it wasn't until recently that they became serious. Quote, over a couple of hours, my face just started swelling, my lips swelled, and I could hardly talk, the patient told First Coast News. I couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom without my nose starting to bleed. And quote, the man visited HCA Florida Memorial Hospital in Jacksonville and consulted with Dr. David Carlson, an ENT specialist who was on call. He was shocked when he looked inside the man's nose with a camera. He saw dozens and dozens of bugs feeding on the nose and sinus cavity, some as big as the end of his pinky. Quote, I knew he was in big trouble. There was an erosion that was occurring near the skull base in very close proximity to his eye and brain, Carlson said. At first, the physician tried using suction to remove the insects, which are in the larval stage, but they were too large, so he had to extract them one by one from the man's nose. They were right up against his skull base under the brain. Had they gone through, they could have killed him, Carlson said. The bugs have been sent, sent to an epidemiologist to determine their species. The patient is expected to make a full recovery. It remains a mystery how the larvae got inside the man's nose, but he said that the problem might have stemmed from his bad hygiene habits when handling dead fish. Quote, Jesus. before I would rinse my hands in the river. Now I'll use cleaner to do a better job and not touch my nose or hand. And quote, the man told the station. Man, he must have been like getting in his nose and picking it and shit. Nasty fucker. I mean, yeah, there's... What kind of bugs were they again? Did they I say? didn't say, yeah. It's just, uh... It's said up. live bugs. My God. Yeah, you, you nasty, dude. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, that's... that's. I, mean, I always love when somebody tries to have, like, a moral at the end if they fucked up. Like, well, I'll start washing my hands like I should have been the whole time. I recommend everybody else do it, too. Well, no shit, motherfucker. Nobody else want bug growing in their face. <laughs> That shit's fucked up. That's very fucked up. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed in him. <laughs> Clean your shit. Hey, yeah. That's just... I don't even know how the fuck do you like get all 150 bugs. I, wanna, I think I would have gone before that. You'd think you would have felt it before that. You would. You would think so. You would think there would be a, um, you know what? You would think there would be a lot of things this man would have done before it took going to a doctor to tell him there's hundreds of bugs in his head. But um, that's nasty, you know, and it, it's it's sad too. But there's, I don't know, there, there's a touch of, 
somebody out of touch in uh, in the story. <laughs> they are definitely out of touch. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you remember that old dog, Bobby? He uh, oh, had the record for the oldest dog ever. Well, oh, so the, sad. He died? No. Oh, well, I think he's already been dead. But oh, this so, one's by okay, Ben well. Hooper. Guinness World Records revokes the title for oldest dog ever. So it looks like they took the title away from the oldest dog, Bobby. He died back in October. He was supposed to be, well, he was 31. Like, uh, you know, allegedly. Mark McKinley, director of records at Guinness, said Bobby's title was revoked after an investigation was conducted in accordance with the record-keeping organization's review and appeals process, quote, following concerns raised by vets and other experts, both privately as well as public commentary and the findings of investigations conducted by some media outlets, we felt it important to open a review on the Bobby's record, McKinley said. He said the investigation found there was insufficient evidence of Bobby's age. McKinley said the evidence submitted for Bobby's age was uh, all sourced to microchip data from the Portuguese government database. The probe found that Bobby's microchip was installed in 2022 when Portugal did not require proof of age for dogs born before 2008. Quote with this additional veterinary statement provided as evidence for Bobby's age, also citing the microchip data. We're left with no conclusive evidence, which can definitely prove Bobby's date of birth, McKinley said. Without any conclusive evidence <clears throat> to us right now, we simply can't retain Bobby as a record holder and honestly claim to maintain the high standards we set ourselves, end quote. Sad news. Mm-hmm. So Bobby's owner, Lionel Costa, has been informed and... Guinness will gladly assess any new evidence should they receive any. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of kind of sad. Well, what was the initial evidence? Was it veterinarians' reports? I don't know. <laughs> don't even say. Uh, yeah. So hmm. I don't know. Old Bobby, Bobby. Poor Bobby. I'm I'm rooting for you. Yeah, so he got that title. No more. No more. Um, What else is going on out there in maybe the video game world? I think we have some Nintendo Switch 2 news. So it looks like uh, there's a little bit of uh, news on that. It looks like... Um, it, it's... Uh, Probably won't be called the Switch 2. Maybe something different. Well, then is it... What are they going to... I don't know about this. The Switch hitter? Ha ha ha. Ho ho! It looks like it's been delayed to 2025. So, still a lot of rumors out there. Probably not going to be called the Switch 2. It's looking like it could have an 8-inch uh, screen. Um... <laughs> But it says 2002, 2024, end of, uh, well, I don't know. They don't know anything with this shit, man. All a bunch of rumors and innuendo. So, you know what? Fuck that fucking news story. Dumb shit. Well, damn. <laughs> I, they just, I was like, well, it's, it's not anything different than we've uh, fucking reported on before. Right. So, 
Pretty fucking dumb. Ultra rare Zelda game could snag more than seven hundred grand at auction. Mm. Oh. Mm. It looks like a twenty-two-year-old Californian has a sealed copy of the Legend of Zelda. Um, this one is by Levi Winslow. Uh, a physical, as physical video games become harder to find due to digitalization, folks love connect collecting tactile items, especially if they are rare and sealed. A 22-year-old California named Cairo originally came up with one such rarity, a sealed copy of 1987's The Legend of Zelda, and damn near let it go for a measly 17 grand before getting it officially appraised. And if you know how these things go, you know the seller stands to make some serious cash. Uh, so according to a February 22 CNBC report, collectible reseller hero said the vintage game had been in the family ever since it was purchased from the now defunct department store Fedco in 1987 for $29.87. Oh. As a regular eBay seller of collectible Barbies and sneakers, Kira thought he'd put the sealed NES game up for an arc place to see how much he could get. So he posted it for seventeen grand in October of 2023, thinking that's all he'd get. But it sold, but as he told uh, CNBC, more offers began rolling in within minutes. Um, <clears throat> so it looks like he was getting a bunch of offers. Knowing that folks were digitally shoulder-checking each other to try to get the game, Kiro canceled the sale and pulled the listing. He knew he had something special on his hands, but he just didn't know how special. Uh, he did get a message from a collector who told him on the phone that his copy of The Legend of Zelda was from the game's very first production run, making it super rare. In the span of two weeks, Kiro went from Florida to having the game professionally graded to Texas with the multinational auction house heritage auction to handle his sale. It's actually on the site right now. And, um, well, this was written back a couple of days ago. Uh, 23, 24th. But the last time an OG game Zelda was on auction like this, it sold for 870,000. The grading was a bit higher than Kiro's, but either way, he's going to get some cash. So we will see about this. I haven't seen anything about if it's sold or not. So, so they, get, they got it in 1987. Is that right? And uh, mm -hmm. That's impressive to me when, when kids or families or anybody can keep something like that sealed. And I think you know if you grew up during that time and how excited you were, to get that kind of shit, man, that's uh, incredible because you wanted to rip that package off right away, pop that motherfucker in, and get to work saving the princess. So, you know, my hat's off to him finding it, keeping it. And, uh, you know, do you think most people just incidentally do that or they had a double copy or they saw into the future and thought, man, this could be worth a lot of money one day? Because, good God, man, with how video games have appreciated, that's probably one of the best investments if you could go back in time. And grab a couple of copies. There's several others that are much better. I don't need to hear anybody's out crying. No, go get Bitcoin um, or whatever the fuck. But man, that that's a, a whole lot of money. And if I was the person that got the sale on eBay and then it got canceled, I would have been fucking pissed. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard of them, like, people back in the day buying extra, like, consoles and, like, leaving them sealed. Um, but, man, that is a great investment. Who the hell would think of that, though? Yeah. I don't know. Not me. I didn't think Now it seems like such a smart idea, but back then, probably wouldn't be thinking... Hey, let's get an extra fucking, you know, game. Well, you know what? It's sealed. I think a lot of it, too, is the fact you didn't recognize it would be worth so much. Because if you go back, let's get in the way back machine. People thought baseball cards were going to be the shit and they were going to sell a ton. And some still do okay. And there was a good high point. But, man, Internet killed that. Because so many people went out and bought baseball cards. They put them in the binders. They put them in the clear protective sleeves. And then when you know when, when you went to trading shows back in the day before you knew how many were actually out there, you, you felt like they were genuinely rare. Well, then when the internet came around and you could, you know, everybody in the world had a fucking Conseco or a fuckface Billy Ripken, uh, you know, where he had fuckface written on the bat, whatever it may have been. <laughs> Uh, you realize how many were actually out there and you know the prices go down. Kind of the opposite because you were expecting that they would go up. And so everybody did the same thing. And with video games, I don't think most people thought about that, man. You went and you know played them and shit like that. Nobody kept them in the original cartridges and shit. So you know, I think that uh, scarcity has increased the value so much. So yeah, kudos to people that were able to control that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get paid. Oh, what else is going on out there? 81-year-old named world's oldest fitness instructor. This one also by Ben Hooper. An 81-year-old Texas man who received his personal training certification at age 73 has been named the world's oldest fitness instructor. Tim Minnick, who teaches multiple classes each day at Gold's Gym in Austin, took the Guinness World Record from the California 65-old Wendy Ida. Minnick started working as an instructor after getting his certification from the National Academy of Sports Medicine. He said he was looking forward to something to keep him active after his wife's death. Quote, I wanted to do something. I could feel like I'm making a contribution to someone, he said. Many said he teaches students of all ages, but most of them are over 50, and the oldest is 95. Quote, we start losing mus- uh, muscle when we're 35 or so, so unless you act to keep that going, by the time you get 75, you're not in good shape, he said. It's just like buying an insurance policy, in my opinion, insurance against failing, ye- uh, insurance against failing as you get older, end quote. Well, there's some, I don't know, what inspiring news there. <laughs> <laughs> for all you guys. I'm inspired. Yes. It looks <laughs> like he's in good shape. There's video of him. So if you're going to go look at him doing his thing there on the fucking uh, interwebs, go holler at it. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> not anything else really going on um yeah 
So, dum dum dee dum dum dee <laughs> Nothing going on, man. It, well, I mean, not a lot of news this time of year. Not too much crazy shit happening. Uh, any, you know, well, you had sex with a girl this weekend, wouldn't you? Yeah. Let's see what else was. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some uh what are we three months away from uh annual uh boys trip we had one last year to the beach so we're gonna get some good stories and some oh, i gotta get my ticket dude i keep forgetting ah shit well um get that hey, on there tonight or you got you got plenty of time no hurries on that um i'm just trying to mesh through what's going on yeah it's that odd time of year february and i'm just this gloomy shit. It's been nice and pretty outside, though. I think maybe next Saturday I'm gonna head down your way and try to get out on a Saturday night if you're into. Uh, Want to try to get down? Just do it, man. Yeah, I'll let you know some uh, some stuff. Well, I think that's the only night I've got a couple of uh, some travel weeks coming up for work. Uh, so yeah, I think that week, March 9th, we might be uh, me and Grant gonna, Mills might be out. We're gonna travel to. You know what? I got one travel to Charlotte next week a little bit, and then after that, I got to go to New Jersey for uh, some uh, training. So, not looking terribly forward to it, but you know what? It could be okay, right? Try to make the best of it. I might get a chance to sneak into New York City. Oh, yeah. With all the immigrants. That'll be fun. Yeah. Sheesh. Jesus. Um, yeah. I may reconsider that, man. It's also St. Patrick's Day weekend, that weekend that I'll be there. Uh, on the, and it's like, oh, my God, it's going to be so busy. Um, you know, the, like the Northeast, they really get down on that kind of shit. So we've talked about that before. Um, yeah, I haven't been to Rhode Island. I haven't been to Vermont. So I'm going to try those, get some maple syrup and shit. I'll bring you some back. He eat pancakes? You know what? I do... Uh... <laughs> My question killed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I get down not as much. I love them though. Um, I do a lot of protein pancakes, and uh, they're pretty fucking good, man. But Mitch Hedberg said it best. He was the most accurate, astute motherfucker, RIP, when he talked about pancakes. Or you know, when you start eating them, you love them, and then you just fucking hate them by the time you're done with it. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they fill you up so damn fast. They're good though. I get down though. You get down on pancakes. What's your what's your what's your ideal breakfast? If you had a day of just a good ass spread on breakfast, you have. Mm. I like the classic all star from like Waffle House. You got your eggs, your grits, your and like a waffle and like bacon yeah. and stuff. I agree. That's a that's a good good go to. I prefer waffle over pancakes. I don't really like syrup. I like the powdered sugar. It makes it. Uh, oh yeah. There's a little different vibe in there. I think it's if you get the waffle just right, I prefer it over a pancake. The only, you know what, I can't, I've had it right so many times, I can't describe it that well, but lightly crispy on the outside and then just so soft on the inside. Um, man, I don't know how to really say it better than that. Just kind of golden brown, soft, but cuts easy. When, when they get like Eggo waffles and that cheap shit, hell no. Um, Although for some reason the same, you know, when it was Ego Minis back in the day, I dug those. I don't know if I ever got down on the Minis. 
Lego minis. The minis. So, but yeah, how, that should be a. I'll let you know. I'm going to try to do a little exploring while I'm up there because I should get a few days up there to uh, hang out, see how it goes, and um, see what happens. Maybe not New York City, though. I don't want to spend $200 on a hotel for one night. I'm only. God gave me a sweet for every bitch that I fuck. You have to bring 14, 14, 18 with us. Shut up. Back to friend. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither, man. I don't know what the hell you talking about. You been drinking tonight? I'm only no. Have you been drinking with me? No. <laughs> drinking water. It's pretty good. Probably what you should be drinking, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> making shit up now. Y'all trying to get the cheese, but bitch, I'm getting the bacon. Man. <laughs> You're weird. Um, let's, um, time is it? Fortify. Fortify. Let's do a quick break, folks, and, uh, y'all get in there and get your refreshment, maybe on water or beer, liquor, cold beer, candy, and we will be back. After these messages.
Let's go back to the phones. I got a Raj in North Kicker. Raj. What up? I am I am cheating, doing pretty good. I am uh wondering what you're thinking about this new coach, the Carolina My Panthers, Dave Candidly. I don't know who is this. I think they should have gotten somebody with more experience, uh, Eric Bienemi or Bill Belichick. What are you thinking about this? And uh, I will uh, hang up and listen. You have a great show. Thanks, Raj. Uh, I don't know a lot about the new coach. What's his name? Dave Candonair? Ken Candies? Candonairs? Something, Something like that. I don't know nothing about him. And, uh, yeah, I, don't, I probably would have went with somebody else. Bill Belly? Why not? Panthers has not been good in a long time. So, yeah, why would you not? Even yeah. Eric Vienemy. I mean, come on. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking. I don't understand why people are sitting on Bill Belichick. I say he's too old. I mean, still good, but they know more than I do. Grant Mills, I guess. I, 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 I mean, well, he wasn't nothing without no. Tom Brady, but okay, whatever. Has a big part of it, but I still think uh, to I still think he's got a little bit left. You know, I think so. he can go. I think he can do worse. I mean, right? I'm sure you can do worse, but I'm just saying. I mean, he's come on, pretty damn good. Yeah, I just don't know who this this. This new coach, I, I've never heard of him. Dave Canales. Uh, looks like he's been in OC a couple places. Uh, you know, but that's just, he's, he's an unknown right now. Mm. So, that's 50 ball. But, I mean, I probably would have went with somebody that's got some at least championship experience in the NFL. I think Eric Bieniemy would have been a good... Uh, Higher. I don't think he's going. Uh, he's going to uh, UCLA as a co. I'm sorry, like, uh, what's he doing? He's doing something. I guess he's going to be the OC. He never gets a head coaching fucking job though. Or something. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the coaches from the college game are probably going to take any opportunity to jump to the pro game. I mean, if you're already going to deal with the money and the scandals and the jumping ship, and the, you know, might as well throw some contracts on the ship and make it harder to happen. So it's surprising people would leave pro to go to college, but, um, you know, money talks. Yeah. But yeah. Money. <laughs> um, Got a vintage game review. This one's kind of old. Let's get into it. Hey, 
this week we got TNC Surf Design. Do you remember that? I have no idea what that shit is. Town and Country Surf Designs Wood, Water, and Rage. And Wood and Water Rage, actually. So TNC Surf Designs Wood and Water Rage is a skateboarding surfing game published by LJN for the Nintendo Entertainment System in February of 1988. The game shares its name with the world-famous surfboard manufacturer Town & Country Surf Design and features the company's mascot characters known as Dub Boys. Town & Country Surf Design is divided into three events, Street Skate Session, Big Wave Encounter, and Wood and Water Range. In the Street Skate Sessions, players choose either Joe Cool or Tiki Man and attempt to complete a timed linear obstacle course on a skateboard, evading obstacles and scoring points. Player can control their skate speed and steer them with the D-pad to B button, gain speed if tapped while the A button jumps. If left on the D-pad is held, the skater will grip back the end of their skateboard, gradually slowing them down. If the A button is pressed while in this state, the skater will perform an ollie, clearing pitfalls and other obstacles that would stop the skateboard. Performing an ollie against a railing will make the skater grind across it, while timing an ollie over a ramp will launch a skater a much longer distance if the skater bails. The player loses a life. Completing a course adds bonus points to the scores. Player scores based on the amount of time and number of lives remaining. The game continues until the player runs out of time. Big Wave Encounter is the surfing event played with either Cool Cat or Thrilla Gorilla. Unlike Street Skate Session, the goal is to survive surfing on a large wave rather than compete against the clock. Players move their surfer with the D-pad and jump at the top of the wave with the B-button steering away from hazards and enter the wave while picking up bananas for extra points. Going too deep into the wave, suffering a collision with an obstacle or leaving the wave entirely results in a loss of a life. Eventually, the wave will approach a pier, which the player must surf past to the end of the round. Completing a round adds a thousand point bonus as well as a hundred points per remaining life. Uh, this game doesn't really have an ending either, so you just keep playing it. It's, uh... <laughs> Damn. Yeah, uh... Playing forever, is it? Yeah, I'm thinking until the time runs out or whatever, but there's not... You can't, like, beat it, I guess. Um, a follow-up game was released in North America in March 1992, entitled Town & Country 2. Thriller's Safari. I shared a common title and characters, the gameplay diverged away from its predecessor to take on more action and platforming uh, elements. Yeah, I haven't played that one. All in all, this game was fun, but it wasn't that fun. It's alright. It's, uh, like there's no ending here in this game, so give it a 2 out of 5. Not a bad play to go back and reminisce on, but it's nothing special to me. Pretty basic, but uh, not terrible, but not great. Mm. Got some cool so. cover art. It definitely screams 80s. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember when that game came out, it was like a big deal, but I don't know. That's funny. I don't remember it, but every time I look at, uh, yeah, I looked at the box and it seemed familiar, but eh, I hate saying that. Oh, it seems familiar because eh, who the fuck knows? Maybe it's just, uh, what is that shit called when you think you remember something but you don't? Mandela effect or something. 
I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I don't know if we have any college basketball fans. Are they playing games tonight? I don't know. I'm not watching. Not either. My dad gets into that. He got mad at me the other day for not watching college basketball, but whatever. He likes college basketball? He does. He gets down. Oh, wow. Does he do any sports betting or anything? Hell no. He just sits at the house and in his chair and watches it. You know all the old guys got their chair. Oh, yeah. Is it like a lazy boy? Yeah, kind of is. I, th- I think it is. It might actually be a, a legit lazy boy, too. But, yeah, that's his uh, That's his spot, man. He gets down on that. Hmm. Old Jug. <laughs> Juggalo, Juggalo. We need to have him call in one Monday night. Hey, boss, what you pushers doing? <laughs> <laughs> How come I can hear you all on my phone? <laughs> oh, God. Jug be clowning. Oh, Jug. Act like a bitch, you get treated like a buster, yeah. All right. Words to live by. That's a great, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take another call here. And we got Pierre, uh, Perry France here. So let's see what's up with Pierre. Oh, sure, my fat American friends. I had a question for you, imbeciles. When are you going to get rid of your stupid, weird units of measurement and join the rest of the world in kilometers and Celsius, you stupid, stupid American? <laughs> when are you going to do that, huh? Au revoir. Man, I can't, I can't really understand him that well, but I yeah. think he's sick. <laughs> when are you gonna, when are we gonna switch to the uh, metric system, maybe? Yeah, fuck Pierre. That's stupid. My idiot. Jesus. Yeah. What's he doing calling into this? We'd rather use uh you know, American system where you <laughs> They measure shit with the weirdest things. You've seen that? They'll be like, Oh, it was three alligators long instead. <laughs> People get so pissed. I think, you know, at this point, you know, the metric system probably makes sense in some aspects, but I think at this point it's just out of stubbornness. Nobody wants to do it, and it's just kind of like resisting just to fuck with people. <laughs> kind of funny, though. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> this is America. We don't do that shit. Hell no. We don't do that shit. Oh, uh, the rest of this week's not going to be too bad as far as weather goes. It's uh, uh, until Thursday. It looks like it's going to be cold a couple of days. Then it's going back to the 70s. And then, I don't know, but I've heard that we might get another Arctic blast before it's over with. Hopefully yeah. not. But I don't know, man, because we're going to go straight into fucking hell for the rest of, uh, like, I don't know how many months. Until we get back to winter or fall, but yeah, it'll be uh hot. We need to try to make some time actually go visit uh some of our homie Jarvis Beavers down there and uh even for a weekend get some get some beach weather in or something like that. Jarvis Beavers. <laughs> oh, hey, I wonder what he's been up to. 
you know what? Our friend the truck driver actually messaged me and said he was hollering at him recently, but since he mentioned uh, our guy's trip, uh, Jarvis has gone on radio silence. Oh, he talked to him on the phone or he went out there? Uh, he talked to him on the phone. He tried to holler at him a couple of times, and uh, he talked to him once, but then he said after he brought up the hanging out <laughs> with all the crew and driving on, he, he started uh, ignoring his calls. Man. Why it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh. I ain't doing that shit, yeah. I'm being savage, y'all. <laughs> Have you? I didn't notice. Yeah, I that I didn't know. Man, let's just tell him there's a Great Dane convention out there. <laughs> Man, he'd love that. He coming. Let's go ahead and see about uh, Jerry in Nashville or Knoxville. Hey boys, you know who this is, boys. Harry Kirschenberg, Sheriff, Knoxville, Tennessee. I just want to tell you, boys, NCAA can't even fuck with us, boys. Ain't gonna be no NCAA, boys. We're Tennessee Falls. And let me tell you something, this next year, we're gonna kick ass. We all have. Oh, Jesus. Ah, old Jerry. Always up to no good bullshit. Yeah, so uh, they did, they, uh, what, I don't even know, something going on with them in the NCAA, but <clears throat> looks like they're winning that, whatever that is. Uh, I think uh, they're saying they, uh, NCAA couldn't do anything to them over... Some violations with it. Was that still with Pruitt? I guess. Uh, I think so. I do think that was uh, probably with Pruitt. Yeah. So. Correct. That was uh, what a big part of that was. But who the fuck knows? Hey, get rid of the NCAA altogether. Anyway, I mean, there's no rules in place or anything. Uh so. It looks like they're going to happen. I honestly think, too, and, and a lot of people um, you know, kind of feel the same. I think with Saban in his new role, I think he's going to be, you know, obviously he's well-respected, but he's had a lot of poignant opinions about this. And I think everybody can make an educated guess that that was a factor in his retirement. Was it time? Sure. Did, is the way the NCAA uh, you know, handling all this, the NIL transfer, all this bullshit, is that a uh, is that a factor too? Absolutely, I think everybody knows that's a factor. So, uh, who who the fuck knows? I think he's going to have a lot to do with maybe some shift in it, and I, I'm all for it. Fuck the NCAA. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't do shit anyway. No, they they don't do, do a whole lot of not shit. Yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah, definitely running the game. I mean, there's, it's, I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole, but it's always, all the decisions are too damn drastic. Oh, just let them, you know, sign checks. Well, you know, don't give Reggie Bush a Heisman and all this shit. I mean, you got to, you got to meet in the middle somewhere. But like I said, I don't have a good answer for it right now. I don't want to go down that, but um, fuck the NCAA and fuck Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. 
to see. Oh. Oh. Um. Man. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. I am ready for some UFL or some spring ball. Should be coming up soon. So we will have you guys some of that action here whenever that fucking uh, comes up. Yeah, we should we be finding them pretty soon. Man. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. We got 33, 33 days to go. And, uh, yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. And we'll start having picks for you guys. Defending champs, B-Ham. Yeah, we're going to get to some games, too. We, uh, there's one, that I think, at the end of April, so... We can plan a April game in Birmingham, and uh, that'll be a month before our uh, trip. We'll, we'll try to get back into the getting out uh, once a month with the homies again. Give us some some uh, some stories to get out on the town. Yes, out on the town. That would be cool. That might not be bad there. We can go down to uh, visit Jarvis at some point, too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Actually, not a bad idea. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't even mind a, a simple weekend, man. I have no problem, you know, busting a drive down there, leaving on a Friday, chilling Friday night, hanging out Saturday, and come back Sunday. Those quick little turnarounds sometimes would suck, but it'd be kind of fun worth it just to chill and see what's up. Big fish in the game. I'm a whale, yeah. Man, all right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Go down, take a trip, chill. And then, uh, you know, know what it is. We're going to have to be getting a hotel or something, though, man. I ain't, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to. Ain't staying with Jarvie? Uh, you know what? I, you know, I, I respect people's personal space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. To me, to me, to me, dogs. That. A lot of dogs. Yeah. So, Man, well, we got a new week coming on up, folks. So, uh. What you got going on this week? Hmm. Same old, same old. Um. Uh, How's work been rocking you? Anything exciting? Not really. Kind of same old thing. What about you? Same old shit. Different day. Staying busy. Uh, like I said, I've moved into a percent virtual which has been good i've been able to scoot out during the day and get some other shit done and did a little work tonight so i kind of like that flexibility so it's pretty good actually cautiously optimistic with it. well that's good that's good i couldn't handle it yeah i'm uh i'm uh i'm out oh yeah i want to be a baby cool Got any word word of wisdom for these folks for get out of here tonight? Oh yeah, fuck yeah! I actually found a couple tonight, but you know, as the night went on, I uh, decided to narrow it down to two. One of them from Teddy Roosevelt: "Believe you can, and you're halfway there." I thought that was really, really, really nice. And then uh, good old Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston fucking Churchill. Nice. Yeah, those old men, they used to have some badass words of wisdom and shit. 
Hell yeah. Alright everybody, check out the old episodes. Uh subscribe. And uh we'll be back here next Monday, 9.30 in the dirty. You know how we do. All you guys have a great week, great weekend. I'll wear some players. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>